Welcome back to Diaries of the Wild Ones. Competition time, guys. Thanks to Wild Earth, we have a $600 summer adventure pack up for grabs. If you have a story or know of anyone who has a story, we want it. Go to my Instagram page, Diaries of the Wild Ones, and click the link in the bio. Or go to the competition page on wildearth.com.au slash competition to enter. It's easy, guys. Upload an audio file or type out the general gist of what story you have to come on the podcast and let me give you some adventure gear. We want the listeners to interact with us. Everyone has a story, and I would love to meet you and be able to share your story. Now, if you like this episode, please feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts or share it on your social media or just tell your mum about it. It just helps me out so, so much. And also a big thank you to Free Brewing Co. Organic Preservative Free Beer, BWS and Dan Murphy's Silver Can Big Black Letters Saying Free. It's a no-brainer, guys. God, this is a good episode. This episode you're about to hear, just sit with it and take it in. It is unbelievable. And thank you so much to Ando, who you're about to meet, for opening up and sharing his story. I know this episode is going to hit you deep. I know it's going to inspire you. This story is incredible. Just sit back and enjoy it, and then share it to whoever you think would like to hear it. Thanks and enjoy. <laughs> you comfortable, Ando? Yes, I am. Yeah, and Ando runner. But what's your actual last name, man? Uh, Mokuchi. 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 Yeah. And so you're an ultra marathon runner from Brazil. Yeah. But I yeah from Brazil. But I start running here in Australia. <clears throat> How long have you been in Australia? Uh, since two thousand and four. Oh, so you've been here a long time. 16 years, yeah. Did you go to school here? No. I I went to like an English school. Wait, how old are you? I'm 41. Oh, maybe you told me that one time. Dude, you do not look 41. (laughs) Yes, I am, bro. Yeah, you could easily get like 29, 28, 30. Thanks, man. No, you could... It must be the the life experience or the sports. Do you reckon it's the running? What do you think? I think sports in general always make you, you feel young. And I think if you feel young, you're probably going to look young as well. And that blood flows, I suppose, all the time. Being yeah. a runner. Do you eat healthy? Ah, I try to. But uh, like any other humans, some couple of days a week, I go burgers and chips. So you're like not too, what, you're not too strict on yourself. How long do you run? Like how often do you run? Uh, I'm, the moment I am at like 140Ks a week for the year. So like over six thousand and three hundred k's this year you're kidding so wait how, when you break that up by individual i break up runs, per, per day that will be close to two half marathon a day so yeah. that's 20 20 k's 20 k's a day yeah 21 k's yeah and you, how long does that take you to run 21 k's it uh, depends like hour and a half yeah uh, yeah if you run in a road uh, yeah say, if you run fast a, if you want to go fast, you can go faster than that. If you want to go on the trails with some waterfalls, you go longer than that. Yeah. It all depends, like, where you're up to. Like, wake up in the morning. I don't have a real program. I know I can, like, go between 130 and 160 Ks, 60 Ks a week. And then I just uh, see how I feel in the morning and decide where to go and go 
and start and then everything can change it during the run like oh, i feel good i go fast if i don't feel good i hold on a little bit but yeah. i'm really famous because i never hold on too much everyone yeah. says i should train smarter but i love that so much so yeah just yeah. where in one hit like what are you comfortable running like if you just said that tomorrow, like I'm gonna run until like what's the what's the distance that you're comfortable in saying? I love I love I love the 50k's is my distance. Every race is in 50k's road or trails. I love it. Like yeah, it's my my thing. 50 kilometers race is is what I, I really enjoy. Do you get bored when you're running? I know there's a lot of uh, things to think about. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always find. It's like yeah. when I'm running, I just—it's like you get in this like rhythm and this uh-huh. motion, and then you just start thinking about. It's like a, it's a meditation. It's a big exactly. That's explain everything. It's a meditation. It's a, just a different way to meditate. Yeah. I found that is my uh, is my church. Like is I will definitely uh, there have a moment with like God or uh, I'm meditating and I'm trying to be a better person, and so I find. Like some crazy conversation with myself. Do you find when you're running, you just get in flow? It's not like like step after step. It's like you just like you're in that flow state. It it gets you, yeah. At the beginning, like your body is like in the morning. Usually, first couple of k's, everything is hurting, yeah. and you try to concentrate in your breathing, and then just flow. Yeah. So is me. It's like two k mark. It's yeah. like after I hit two k's, it's like I can just go. You can go. Yeah. yeah. You're free. It's like I think it. It's like the planes. They usually takes <laughs> to planes takes couple k's until they get yeah just to warm up yeah, and then off they up, go. Yeah, that's I think it, the same as there. So you being an ultra marathon runner, and we've we've been sitting here. We're up at Debar Hill yeah. on the Gold Coast in the back of your van. That you actually it's so cool. You set up a hammock in yeah. and just watch the surf. And we're sitting here actually back with free organic, organic. Organic preservative free beer, free brewing co. Oh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, like, really good beer. Like, <laughs> crack <laughs> that thing, dog. No, but we've been sitting here and actually we've been having such... How good is that little crack in the mic? Oh, so good. But we've been sitting here, dude, and we've been actually having such a deep conversation just about life in general and everything kind of comes back to that, to your passion, which is running and like you in that meditative state in that. But there's this whole backstory there. And you just kept telling me snippets and I kept telling you just wait. <laughs> like, like, Because you would think I would want to sit here and, and ask you and interview you on being an ultra marathon runner. But it's like what I'm more interested in is like how you became on a why and like the whole backstory of like even to to your childhood because I know you had like you didn't have a privileged childhood like Every day, day, every day today, Australians are having right now. It's like you grew up in Brazil. You know, would, would you would you mind? No, to- no. I think like, you are hundred percent sure because the conversation we had before was exactly about that. Because, um, but I I under- I try to also understand everyone because when you are living rough times in your life, it's hard to see the light. Yeah. Now, running, give me that. Uh, opportunity to see everything I lived when I was a kid it was just a, uh, a chance for me to be a better runner and be a better person. So it was a life lessons. Well, I, even I know like it was really rough. Like when you're young, all you wanna is 
have like opportunities and have a couple pairs of shoes or how did how'd you grow up uh i, I grew up in, in uh in sao paulo city uh we came in the family it was me my older sister mom and daddy and we were like poor like we were like really struggling like we mommy was like in the process to find out like what she could do to like help daddy with like the financial part and dad unfortunately he had a lot of problems with alcohol so everything he was making he was spending a bar D did your dad have a job my dad had a job he was a truck driver so he's a truck driver truck driver and, and your mom would just try and work odds and ends or pick up things here Pretty, and there just to exactly she used had like few jobs like she used to clean houses and she used to help in the marketing and stuff and then go we used to I remember we used to go shopping she used to buy all those things to sell like uh, like everyone's house knock the door and try to sell those like uh, uh clothes and <laughs> no, no, clothes and stuff. Yeah. But we spent all day man, with mom, and I was like four years old. We walked, not joke, all day, and all we had like was the money to like share a hot dog with my sister. Like after walk all day, yeah, we had like a hot dog. We would go half and half. Did, did, when you were growing up, yeah, was that just how life was? Or did you look around and feel that at the time that you were underprivileged, did you wonder, did you look at other kids and be like, oh, how come they have that and I don't? Or, or was it just the same with everyone around you? Uh, that, that will, like, the thing about Brazil, like a third world country, is it's always going to have kids suffering more than you. So, I, we, of course, we had those ones who had the privilege to have better like, uh, uh, material things. But we also had the ones who had way less than we did. So, and then we could see, like, I'm kind of uh, lucky. I have one pair of shoes, but I have a pair of shoes. That's the, like, of course, I had to play soccer barefoot because there's a shoes I have for two, I had to use for, to wear for two years. So I was always playing soccer barefoot. But there was kids who didn't even have shoes to go to school. Yeah. So there was the both sides of the game. There was rich people, and there was a, like someone who was really, really struggling. We kind of we had a house, and so that was pretty lucky. Those yeah. people didn't even have a house. It's it's funny. I might have told this story on a, on a podcast before, but I remember a mate of mine. He had this. Uh, one, he he was going out with the richest one of the daughters of the richest family on the coast here, a uh, big property developer. And I remember I was working three jobs to save money for my first around the world trip. And no one saw me for about eight months. And I lost seven kilos. I actually got chronic fatigue. I got really sick. Um, and, but I saved all, all this money. And, and then I, I, I quit everything about a month before I left for, for this trip. And I was sitting there at my mate's place. We're having a beer and I was at barbecue. And, and, and his girlfriend says to me, oh, like, Shanks, we haven't seen you for a while. And I said, yeah, yeah, I've been out been out working you know to save money for this trip and and she turns and goes oh i know i know what it's like it's so hard hey like it was the same when i traveled and i remember when she went on her travels her dad gave her like 40 or 60 grand spending money but she had i remember that she, she had to save and buy the ticket and i just remember being so offended I was like, how fucking dare she? Like, I'm so, like, blah, blah. And, I like, I didn't let her see that I was offended. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so, but I just, like, it just, like, rubbed me up. Like, how, like, how, 
how can she relate to me? And then I went home and I was telling mum, I was like, oh, you would never believe what this, this girl said to me. And mum turns and goes, dude, if she's been handed everything her whole life, for her to probably save that two and a half grand for that, that ticket to Europe and back was probably just as hard as you doing three jobs and stuff, you know what I mean? Because you're used to doing stuff like that to get, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. all in, in, what's the word? It's like all in relative yeah. kind of thing. And so that might've been that with like, yeah, just like as you were growing up, it's like, do you, did you feel like when you're looking at those other kids, like the kids that had more than you, did you, did you feel sad for the, the ones under or the ones that like had more than you? Did you, did you like, were you upset with your parents I, at the time? I, yes. Like, yes. Did you, Cause did you your understand kids, your kids, you don't understand like why you, you have to, uh, uh, play soccer barefoot, why you, you can't afford the school uniform and, uh, you just you it's so hard like you so hard like you are like completely different than the other kids like in uh, like financially but one good thing as well is i found the soccer when i was little and the soccer just made me as good as any other other for those kids so i would go and train as hard as i could because the sport gave me the chance to be i never compare myself but to find uh, a good uh, version of myself. So it would come to like, I couldn't afford the uniform, but because I was a good player, the school would give me the uniform. So I, because I was part of the team. Would that make you strive? Make you strive, yeah. You, it's the only way. So you start playing, it's like, oh, I can I play good. That's bringing me the opportunities. And you hunt for that. You go, okay, the school starts seven. I want to go there at five and play for two hours before school. So we... We had a team of kids, which was, we had the same like life quality, and we would get to school two hours before, train for two hours, study from seven until like midday, and stay in school until five p.m. playing soccer. And another good thing, they provide meals as well in school, so you have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner at school, and then go home. So we would, would eat at school. Would, would did school cost money? Uh, like no, it was a public school, but the government was support was uh, give uh, like food for the the need. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like we went to a really good public school. Was it was it scary being uh, a kid and say like living in like I'm guessing you lived in the low economic area. Yeah, but uh, for example, like between school and my house was 300 meters, and we had to go into the favela, which is the really really poor area. But we would just go a, a loop around the favela, which was 5Ks, just to prevent it. That was scary, but you could prevent just going around. So every day I had to walk 5Ks to school instead of just walk 300 meters. And how did you know it was so scary? Just because your parents said? Or like, no, did my you parents say, and you always, like, you, like, as a kid, you want to see why it's scary. And I remember walking one day and seeing like people doing crack, and I didn't know what crack was, but like they have those things, and they were like smell like shit. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? I'm never gonna walk here again." And I was like, "Fuck! I need to go around every day, but I'm not gonna come here. It's yeah. scary, yeah." And it's like that's the only way. So you you learn it like it's the only way. Like there's like no other option. Or you going through the the dangers or you prevent so i prefer prevent yeah. yeah so how old were you when you came to australia i was 24 
couldn't speak one word in math. I couldn't speak any English. The reason I came here was to learn English. I couldn't speak anything. So wh what were you doing as a young man in Brazil? Well, I, in, um, I played soccer for until like it, when it comes to university, like when you're like 17, you have to pick school or try to be a professional. Try to pick uni or try to be a professional. So you were actually like really skilled soccer player. I was like, yeah, I was like, there was like a, that our team, we won like few like nationals and stuff uh, in the school, like in the public school, it was pretty cool. They offer like us like to go to private school, but we as a team and say, no, we're never gonna move it. We're gonna, so I went from grade one to grade 12, the same school, I never changed school. Cause we would go to all the private school and yeah. it's, Cause you're a good soccer player in Brazil. When you're at school, were you seen like as a bit of like a, like a popular boy because of it? Were you a bit of a I, I, I don't know. It's different. Like, cause when you're a kid, and you you find a sport, you kind of uh, don't care much about like the parties and the girls and stuff. So for us, we just love the soccer and we want to play soccer every day, all the time. So it was good. Like we have the full stadium. But I've never been like, oh, my God, I'm so I'm better than I, I always had in my life. Like I always work hard to find the best version of myself, but I don't compare myself to anyone else. Mm -hmm. I just want to have my own legacy. I want to like create my own personality and uh, never compare myself. Where do Two you things I do, uh, no compare and no judge. Were you born with that? Or is uh, that something you Not learned? something I learned, yeah. Because uh, I think you always find lots of people like, who likes to compare and judge. And uh, <clears throat> especially when you're doing well, they kind of, uh, I don't know if it's jealousy or yeah. they say, ah, the one thing you're never going to see me saying, like, oh, I want to be that guy. Because I have so many people who inspire me, but uh, I don't want to be them. I just want to be myself and yeah. find the best out of me. Like, I don't mind to work hard. Do you remember? Do you remember any pinnacle moments where you learnt that, like the those those penny drop moments where you learnt to be humbled? Like, as in, like, have you had moments in life that have humbled you? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, let's talk just like back in the past. Yes, uh, we go like people start talking about you. Like, you're like, oh my god, like, oh, this came with the the, t the guys of the soccer team. But we always go kids. Like, we just play with all the other kids. Like, doesn't matter if you. Like if you are a soccer player or not, you, we want to play with everyone. And it was like, this kid's like, oh my God, I play with the soccer players. But for us, it was just like, come on, man. We are just like normal people. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm now into the running. I've met so many cool guys who've done so much for the sport. And they act exactly how I used to act when I was like, yeah. a, good, like a good soccer player. And they... And they talk about like some really cool professional, like uh, Courtney Axon. Every time he sees me, he asks me how I'm doing and say he's proud of myself. And talk like I talk about a legend in Australia. And those people there are the ones who inspire me, the ones who like I want to go hard and work hard because that's the only way you can get better. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if you don't mind, I want to I want to ask you what what happened to you in those photos that you showed me earlier, <laughs> where. You, where you spent part of your life in a in a wheelchair. Yeah, it was actually here in Australia. Oh, that was in Australia. In Australia, yeah. I came here in December 2004 to live the dream, surf good waves and learn English and like get a better opportunity. And then in April 
uh, I was surfing barely, and I uh, kind of hit my back. Were, were you were you a runner at the time? No, no. I, I started. I, I heard about running in hospital from <gasps> one of the physios. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. So what? So you surfing? So I was bur- surfing barely, and I could just like one of those beautiful days, and it was nothing really crazy. Just like. I wipe out in a wave and hit, hit my back. So to me, it was, and then I felt my back and I was like, oh, something is not, like, not right. But did it hit your back on the board or uh, on, on the, the sand? On the sandbank, yeah. But it wasn't that crazy, but it was hurting. But nothing like, oh my God, like, I'm, uh, I'm fucked. No, I just like, I, I hit my back and then I ran home because I had to, I was working as a dishwasher at uh, one of the restaurants. So I worked all night and then I got home. I was like, whoa, that hurts. And then follow day, didn't, like usually things are, that goes away. So it didn't go away. And then few days, I was like, oh, I need to see someone because it's not, it's getting worse. So I went to see a doctor and he's like, ah, oh, that might be from the surfing. Gave me some painkillers and, and didn't work so it started getting worse and worse and then two weeks after the accident uh i couldn't move i couldn't stand up to go to the toilet and i was like fuck that's crazy did it was it gradually getting that bad or was it something oh. two weeks you woke up and boom no it was, it was getting worse, worse 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 and then like two weeks time i was like no i can't move man that's something really wrong so um Go ask a couple of friends. They carry me to the car, put me in the car, put me in a wheelchair, and then I would wait like eight hours in a Gold Coast hospital. And then it's like, say, oh, maybe it's like from the surface. Say, man, I told my friend like I couldn't speak English. I say, can you just tell him I'm not gonna leave until we get some tests done because that's not just like a, a sore back. That's pretty serious. It's hurting really bad. So he told the guy, and he goes, all right, he might need to wait. So we wait until, like, another few hours. And and at the time, like, are you on travel insurance? or like? I was on travel insurance, yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you had health care. Yeah, so for you, it's just, like, and for you, you never think about the worst. You always think about, like, oh, it's just, like, something wrong. Yeah, like, a tweak. A tweak, a muscle. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I'll be fine. So then they got some, they got some bloody tests done. And then come back and speak, spoke to my friend. And my friend said, oh, I did say uh, the results is a bit funny, but uh, we're going to do take the liquid uh, liquid out of your spine yeah. to do another test. Is that like the liquid in between your your nodes on, yeah, your, yeah. on your spinal? Man, yeah. I've seen the, the injection. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so. Do they put you under for that? They just like, or do they put that huge needle in? Hidden needle in with, yeah, with you because, the, but it was uh, we're hurting so much. Yeah, and that was just like didn't even affect anything because it was, my back was hurting, like serious hurting. And then they came back and then, and like half an hour, there was ten doctors in a room, huh. all talking to my friend. Like, and it's funny because my friend never told me the truth. He say, "Oh, they said you born with something." And you'll be fine. It's gonna take four weeks. You'll be fine. You're gonna be back surfing again. Do you, Do you think he was doing that just for your mind? Yeah. Like he was he trying did. to. Yeah, he did because like, and everyone's like going crazy, and he's like, "No, nah, man, he said you're gonna be fine." He just asked you to stay here, stay like overnight, and if you need like another few weeks, 
but I never expect I would live in the hospital for eight months. <gasps> okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so then they came. So I got to think, yeah, Andrew can stay here because of the the other option is gonna be he might need to go back to Brazil because uh, he needs the treatment. Wait, and what was tr- travel insurance doing? Were they were they just? Oh, at the moment, I like I just like like when you go to hospital, you show your cards and. Yeah, the happy days. So at the moment it was still going on. Yeah, I didn't even have any idea about like what was gonna happen in the future. So um, I was like, all right, let's stay like one night and see what's going on. And then for the first two nights, I couldn't like I could I lost the movement in my whole body. The only thing that was work was half of my face. <gasps> We, the full we, body went numb. Was your friends still with you? My friends, that the people I was leaving, they were coming there every day because you can't stay there. Oh, so like yeah. at the, that night when you started yeah. losing your stuff, like are you calling for the nurse, but you can't, can't you can't talk no, to her? I had like a, I have a, uh, I'm glad you, you asked that question because uh, I had a girl I just met, man, like back in the days, a week before everything happened. And she was there, like, brand new in Australia. I was like, Go and live your life. And she's like, no, I'm going to be here until you recover. I was like, no, you can't do that. Like, I'd feel bad. You just go and live like, like do your things. And she was there, bro, every single day. Wow. What an angel. Yes. Every single day. Because the first two nights, I don't know if you ever, uh, uh, now I, I feel for those people who uh, had accidents. And, uh, man, you can't move. And you ask someone to turn you in bed because you can't just sleep like a vegetable. You need to turn and you can't turn. And then you ask, please, can you turn me? And then the person turns you sides and then turns you back and then turns you. So for the whole night, she was turning me and did, stuff. Did you know why you couldn't? Okay, so, well, 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 when right, you right. first started losing like... When I first started, and then they told my friend. My friend didn't want to actually say there is a... GBS called Guillain Barrison syndrome is like in 100,000 people, one people, one born, one person born with that. That doesn't necessarily mean that person is going to be affected by the disease or not. Some people have that, but they're never gonna they're gonna live a normal life forever. Is it a disease that comes up through the genes, or is it's, it like I think it comes up from the genes? Yes, as yeah. you're born with that, and then uh, is um. Uh, has to deal with like uh, the globs and the, all the information goes to the brain. The brain has no energy to send to the muscles, yeah. And then eventually everything fuck it up, pretty much. So you you get really really weak. So did this injury, yeah, s- like did it like wake the disease up? Are you hitting your back? Yeah, that was mainly is that pretty much. It was like a combination of like not eating well, not sleeping well, thinking you're a superhero, stress. Most of the disease comes from the stress. Like you, for any type of stress, and then they're all combination together. That's what people don't get. I was like talking, it's like they don't understand the connection, like the body and the body feeling the emotion, whether if your mind does or not. And that's why it's so important to like deal and be present with your emotions. Because it's like, think about like when you get angry, like if say someone picks a fight with you or something, yeah. your body, your blood boils. And like, we all have all these sayings like, oh, my blood's boiling, but you get the shakes. Like you get angry, your body is reacting exactly. to that energy. Like, you know, and it's not a good, and energy. it's not healthy no, at all. That's why 
most uh, everything first most of the things first start cause that bad energy you are inhaling into your body system yeah which you, that's why that's so why meditating and like uh, doing what you're doing following your passion meditating every day by running is so important for 100%, you 100 percent. yeah yeah you're just uh, adding like some uh, a good energy to you they have the opportunity to use the things you love to bring energy to you you're doing that to yourself and then eventually you see that you are helping other people not helping other people but you are motivating other people to say oh running school like look at the, he's smiling he run past us he's smiling i might try as well but it's just like a opportunity i think he, god gave me to use my second chance and find myself and show people it's like come on man uh, yeah it's because when okay for one you're being your authentic self but for two it's like, like we always want to hang around the person that's like bright and bubbly that's happy yeah because that brings us up yeah and so it's like i always find like but me being my authentic self allows other people to be their authentic self around me yeah. so they're happy i'm happy there's no stress because think about how stressful it is when you're around someone and you can't be you like if someone's rigid you know what I mean? And like how stressful it is when you're around your boss. You know what I mean? You can't just like, oh, be la da yeah. You know, and it's stressful and your body takes on that on board. So it's like when you create a life where it's like, well, it's balance, I suppose. But you create a life where you're just like, where you're in flow, everyone is in flow around you. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's like be the, I love that I saying. Have a, I have a good quote is, uh, your feelings attract your tribe. <gasps> yeah. That's it's everything, it. bro. It's everything. The people who doesn't connect to you because they don't belong to that tribe because they don't have the same feelings as you. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't like. I don't blame those people because we yeah. are all different. I know, but some people try and fake it. They yes. feel like they have to. Exactly. But it's like you don't have to. No. You know, it's like I always think when I'm going to meet someone. I always think, like, let's say I'm going on a date. Yeah. I, I meet a pretty girl. I'm like, ah, oh, would you like to go out for dinner, you know? And you go and you get all nervous. And I think, oh, but, you know, I've got to be like this, I've got to be like that. You know, she's got to like me. And then I always say to myself, she doesn't have to like, she doesn't. If I want to connect with anyone on this planet, like all life's all about connection, right? And I want genuine connection for that, to find my tribe. It's like, I've, I already understand I'm not going to connect with everyone because we are all different. But the ones I do want to connect with, I want to connect with them because they like me for me. Yep. So if I want to connect with this person I've just met, that's only going to happen. I'm only going to get an authentic connection with them if I just allow myself to just completely be me. right? And then that you find that that normally then allows them to be completely them. And if you don't match, you don't match. But if you do, then you get magic. You know what I mean? Yes, man. It's like when I first walked into Wild Earth and yeah. saw you there. It's just like, dude, bro. You yeah, know what we I mean? hug. Yeah, yeah. It's I know. Like, like, on, like, don't like how many people you hug here in Australia? Man, I hug man, all my I friends now. <laughs> so, like, for the first, like, like, it's like, dude, dude, it's cool. Like, come on, man, and that how it works. I think the, the, the emotions, like, Zach, mm. Zach, like, like you attract this just good mm. people, but. Yeah. But the thing is, like, like we've learned this. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah. and I always just think, like, I say, say it to other people, it's like, it's, it's like Rio said to, a friend said to me, he said, it's harder not doing it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's easier just to be yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier just to be who you are rather than pretending to be because then you end up in that tribe where you're sitting there and you're like, you don't belong. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. You, you being yourself is the best thing you can do to you. Yeah. It's the best thing. People don't realize that. But even for your health. Yes. And then uh, the ones who are going to connect, they, you're not, not trying to bring them to be like you. You attract them because you like who they are. Yeah. And they're adding more to yourself. Yeah. It's a opportunity to to share and learn. We are having if you like completely different other soul. Mm. Yeah. You know how you said before, like um people inspire you but you don't want to be them? Yeah. I always find that too and and by reaching out and getting to meet like so many interesting people and learn of them, that the whole reason is is like because I don't exactly that. I don't have to be like any of them, but I can learn from them and take what what i've seen works for someone i'll be like oh that might work for me and take take that so it's yeah. like everyone's teaching you something you don't have to take it but you can, you know there's things that might work for you and things that don't you know what i mean yes 100%. Wait, so wait let's get so you're right. in hospital so I'm in hospital. you're in a hospital yeah she's just telling you okay you've got this disease this, yeah. that you might have been born with or that you're born with so they've tested your blood and it's in mm-hmm. there how come this how come you hitting the sand brought it on? Do you there know? Was the, there was the, the last thing needed, somehow it would happen, that just uh, made that happen quicker. Just made, oh, so it would, yes. probably would have come. It would come. So the way the thing was going, it would come. So yeah. when you're sitting there and like you can't speak English and you're in that bed and you're starting to, to paralyze, you're starting to become paralyzed. Yeah. What do you think? Are you scared? Yeah, like oh, the thing is, um, it's funny how being a good person you attract other good person. So I had uh, a Brazilian girl who was working there with. She was responsible for the diabetes. Had nothing to do with my disease. Who was always coming there every day and check on me because I couldn't speak English. So she was my translator, and she also was really positive. And she also had all the magic energy. And she was always looking after my nutrition. And she was always improving the things I needed. She was studying just studying my disease just to make me f- myself feel better. And then, of course, wow. the world is not a hundred, doesn't have a hundred percent, is full of a hundred percent awesome people. My first, like, so what's happened is um, I was there um, first couple of days and they, they, start in, uh, injecting some like stuff in my vein for three days straight so i have a dripping which apparently that drip adds more white globs to fight against the disease yeah if the white globs works you go like so when they would that that is happening you comp- you lose everything like you go to zero but some people my zero was 95% so I still have half of my face so I was pretty like I still could like eat like suck from a straw so you could get fully paralyzed yes from you can lose it, the whole movement in your whole body were you feeling I was hope how, how were you feeling inside as your soul like being a fully functional human being to suddenly not being able to even like move your body it's like it, the thing is I Inside, I knew I was gonna get through it. Get through, it. yes. Wow. It's hard to explain, but uh, 
I never felt myself miserable in my you, whole this life. This is just for now. Like when my I had problems with my daddy being alcoholic, when I had problems having nothing, when I had problems in my whole life, I never felt miserable. I always thought like somehow you I'm never going felt over hopeless. No, never. Even like I don't know. Like there's something. Maybe you're born with that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Or just I, just I, from I, growing up the and, way you had that that inner strength. Who was coming to my life when I was in the hospital? They were just adding. Or maybe it's because you live with hope. And you had Maybe, to live yeah, with hope because do. of how you grew up. Yeah. Wow. And like, I'm always being a good person as but, well. But did you ever like, think mm. like, okay, so you've lost all the I feeling in your poly feelings, body. Yeah. Yep. So you're paralyzed. Fully. You're paralyzed, yeah. but your half your face is paralyzed. Yeah. So it's kind of like you've had a stroke. Yeah. But one side, you can still talk a little still bit. Smile. But are you... Which was good because everyone who comes like, look at him, he's still smiling. Were you not... Did you... Did it ever cross your mind that then you would lose that part it's like i've got this fear yeah. like a claustrophobic it's like that metallica song one yeah. where the guy hits a landmine and he's stuck in his body he's paralyzed he's got no feelings yeah. he can't smell can't hear or i think he can't i don't know but he's just he's stuck in his mind and he's trying to scream like kill me yeah. and i i always think about this it's like you're Weren't you scared or did you ever contemplate what if you lost that? Because like another thing is in 2005, there was no like a internet the way things are today. Like where you can go and say, come on, go and search about the disease. Nah, there was not such a thing. So everyone who was coming to me, he, he was always saying, you're not going to get worse than that. That's the worst you can get. From now on, it's all uphill. You'll be fine. So everyone was coming. So I was not going like, oh my God. Let's check what uh, this thing is. And then you'll be like, fuck, I'm going to die. That is so smart too, even for the medical industry, yeah. for everyone around, like understanding. It's like the placebo effect, understanding the power of the mind of like just by you being positive, knowing that. Because even like we're talking about it before is like um, negative emotions, how they affect the body. And we know it's straight up. I'm sure you've been, you, when you're running a race and yeah. that stitch comes on or like you start losing the fight. It isn't your body that gets you through. It's your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because the mind guides the body. Man, there's uh, the proof. I think in the war, there was uh, some of the soldiers was moving without food for six weeks or longer. Shit. Just because the way they were, they managed to treat the mind when they were like in, uh, like in the process of learning. Mm. So I did a, did a podcast with Nick. It's called Nick Frubies. He's like, like this kind of like monk guy, a fruitarian up north. But he talks about need, what we feel we need as a human and like dropping that, like the need and like how much we can actually get through. But okay, okay. So you're in the hospital bed. In the hospital bed. You've lost, you've been in there for a few days. You're, you're down to just one side of your face. Yep. Do you know the translations are coming through? You know exactly what's going on? What's... There was like... That I kind of like thought like oh fuck things uh, the shit hit the fan like so I'm fuck what's going on now but uh, it's interesting as well uh, so we were talk about the people the person who don't they they, they don't be, they don't belong to your tribe they're not going to stay there for long so all right I had those three days of a drip in my hand took it off. 
They say, okay, you cannot stay in a room by yourself. You're going to put you in a room with four other people. So I put him in a room with another four people. Was showing first exercise, a physiotherapist came there. And my first exercise was to learn how to move one finger up and down. So you had to relearn how to move? Everything. So my first exercise after a few days was just how to learn to move one finger. So, so this disease, when it's come through... It has it like literally stopped the neurological pathways. Correct from your brain. So you've had to re. So it, what has it just like wiped them out? Like pressing delete on a computer. Pretty much exactly. And then you have to tell, hey brain, there's a finger there, and the brain's like where? And then you, with uh, exercises, Holy you shit. kind of. But the person who came there the first time, I was like, wow, cause like, like there was heaps of people like teaching me English in hostel. Like there was some amazing people. And I was like, can you make put the sentence together? I was like, like man, I put a sentence together. She came in the room. I was like trying to, like, uh, massage my hand and try to help me with one finger up and down. And I asked, I just want to know if you're gonna surf again. And she turns and say, Look at you. You're pretty lucky if you walk again. <gasps> but because she didn't belong to my tribe. That was the only time she worked with me. Because after that, the, there was a guy who, um, he was, uh, let's call a prince. He, so he was about to finish a degree, and yeah. he was just there like assistant, like a prince. He was there to finish his degree. Yeah, an apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I know about that disease. So when you are like apprentice, you need to uh, pick, I think, two or three patients and it's like because he knew about the disease and it was something new and I have all those doctors who want to know and he's like I just want to treat him and they approved so I had that piece man who was full of energy so you had yeah yeah, you're, uh, yeah. I had another angel so in the, so I have the my girlfriend back in the day in the time I had that piece who came from nowhere and I had um, a nurse who was like my grandma's age and she would hold my hand, my legs, and say, "Listen, you're gonna walk out of this, and I'm here to help you." It's like when, when this was all happening. Like, did you realize the feat that you had in front of you? Did you realize that it's like you were going to have to work your ass off to get oh, your life yeah. back? And that guy was like, "It's all up to us." Did you feel like it's like you come, bro? It's like it's up to me and you to get there. Like, as more we work... Fuck, that is as, powerful. Oh, he was a fucking beast. As more we work, as more quicker we recover. Did you so, cry? Oh, bro. Like, crying. Like, there's... Like, it's like, when you, you cry, hurts because you can't click your eyes. So, I had, like... So, you couldn't even wink? No, because uh, to sleep, I had to stick tape on the eye who was paralyzed. So long. What about so, when you needed to so, wink so, with your eye... Dry out, and like, no, dry up. So you have to put uh, those um, drops. Those drops. Uh, now imagine your headache because you don't, your eyes doesn't move. So I had to have uh, injections because the headaches I would have was like brutal. And then I had to get someone to move me from the bed to a seat, and from the seat to the toilet. Imagine you go to the toilet if you don't have a movement in your muscles. And you're saying you weren't scared in any of this? And I had those people there, like that lady who was the same age as my grandma, hold my hand and say, oh, no, sounds weird, but come on, 
get that shit out. Now, now you, you got it. You got it. And I have all those people jumping my life and all helping me, man. How am I going to get scared? All those positive people. And then my friend came to visit me a few weeks later. The, the uh, guy from the physio say, I feel your energy, man. Today you're going to help me. You're going to put him up. It's like, He's going to do what? He's going to lift you up. He's going to so, lift you up. Because I was always laying down, exercise all laying down. Say so today we're going to put him, that was like a, so they moved me from my bed to a bed with like lots of uh, seat belts. So you put belts all over your arm, your legs, and then just to the, it's like the electric bed. It goes. It, it, in your mind, did you know, in your mind, You've fully gone paralyzed. You've been a fully functional. You're surfing, everything. Next thing, you're alone, paralyzed. You got these people with you, but yeah. I'm, you're, dude, your family's not there. My <laughs> mommy came down, but my mommy came down, but uh, she wasn't helping because she was uh, scared. Scared, and she told she, all that was happening because of her. Because when you say that your son born like that, like that, yeah, she's like that comes from me. So Fuck. she was, and my mommy's really religious. And all like the hard work. So she felt like it was her karma? She felt it was her karma and now the improvement was God, which I believe as well. But like, hey, mom. That's still your mind. I'm, you are your God. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm kind of working my ass hard. And you're not seeing. You're saying that comes from God. Yes, come from God. But I'm the one putting the hard work here. Mm. So I told my sister, say, I'm sending mom home. She's not helping. Change her flight. Was that hard? That it was hard, been, yeah. It was hard because like, uh, she did couldn't understand. She couldn't understand. Like, she wasn't helping at all. Like, it was just like, it was a tough time. She wasn't helping. And I had all those people who was like fully so motivated. At, the, at this time, yeah. you, you fully understand at this time how powerful it is that your mind stays the strongest. It's crazy. Were you in your mind saying like, if my mind slips... You know what I mean? Like playing these games with your mind slipping. Like you understand like how detrimental that could be. Yes. Jeff Wilson, you know, we yeah. both know Jeff, like the polar explorer, world record holder. He was tell telling me and he, he said on the podcast, like the, the things that he does, like knowing that his mind's going to slip. You know what I mean? It's yeah. preventing that ahead. Like knowing the hardships he's going to ha have and knowing that his mind's going to slip. And once that mind slips, it's like you're kind of done. Yeah. So it's like you, you, you had that awareness to know, like, so does that mean like you're playing a game with you, within yourself to be like, not look at any darkness, like not look at the dark? Like, would you ever drift to the dark and be like, no, like, would you ever like try and... Oh, it's crazy, like crazy nightmares, like, yeah, and you like, in those nightmares, I say, fuck it, I own this. No, you're not taking it, like, I own this. And it's the difference between uh, me and Jeff, Jeff did a lot of things solo. I had all those people there because if it was just me, like it would be like you are paralyzed. Is Jeff, he was uh, he's a soul. So he'll, uh, the way he manages his mind, he can fuck it up because he's there by his own. Yeah, because no one can be like, no come one on, can come. come uh, uh, Jeff, where are you? Like, oh, I'm like uh, 10,000 miles in the middle of the yeah. ice somewhere. Oh, bye, Jeff. With me and I still like, I I had to rely in people because yeah. uh, I wasn't moving at all. But I have to be positive. And all those people, they are just bringing energy to me. They are just like, they are trusting more than me. That guy was, he he believed more than me. Could he you, was just like, 
he was firing me every day, like with all those good things and all those improvements we had. Let's celebrate. It was celebrating the improvement. How long did it take you to move a finger? So um, the finger was a couple of days and move one finger. And that's, do, are you just sitting there? Is that all you do? Just sitting Up there? Up and down. And like... one, yes, exactly. Yeah. One centimeter. And would, would you would you ever get frustrated as in like just try and move your whole leg? I think the thing is uh, you get frustrated when the days there was no improvement. Because at the beginning, anything is improvement. But and then it gets uh, in, a, in a line with there's no improvement. And then you're like, fuck, I've done all that today. There was zero improvement. Because they measure. It's like, yeah. oh, let's see how much your finger can, you can lift your finger today. Oh, instead of one centimeter, it's uh, two and a half. <laughs> And all those people, yes, Brazo. Those people, I was learning Portuguese words, and they would say those Portuguese. That was cool, man. Those people there, they loved what they're doing. They don't do for the money. They uh, do because they love. There are some people there. I was like, I I, I saw like one of the physicists recently, and he cried when he saw me. And I told him all this race I was doing. He's like, stop it. Man, hug me. And we were like crying, two kids crying. Because like it was a powerful man, it was powerful, but uh, there was improvement. Like you are in there, and it's hard to be there because you are in your moments in your life where you have all those hope in your improvement, and around you there's people they are not improving, they have different disease, and they are just hitting the ground, and they has it's it's a tough gig to work in hospital for those people Wait. who works in hospital are. Uh, I loved it all. When you were... Okay, so you're in the, the room with four other people. Yes. Are they going down while you're going up? Or is there, yes, but there's... Uh, because it's uh, four people, so there's some who just goes there, like broken leg. There's a guy... Uh, but there was a couple who was like a guy and an old man. He was, They were going down. And especially the old man, he would never get anyone to see him. And all my friends, and they are being friends with them. So my friend, someday they will come just to see him. He's like in the like sixties, late sixties. So yeah. they have, my friends was feeling that guy with the, all the happiness as well. And the guy who's supposed to leave you like another two weeks ended up leaving like fuck another year. I do say the Brazil, the passion that Brazilians have and the intensity is yeah. like it's so powerful. Yeah, it's yeah. like we we grew up like depending of each other because it's such a tough gig there. So like you always try to uh, soccer as a, you depends of the other player. So you learning to play as a team. Yeah. So I had oh man, glad you brought that. You're a legend. <laughs> so, uh, man, first week I'm in the hospital. That dude walking, say hey bro, um, I'm a taxi driver, Brazilian truck taxi driver. I found out you you got that disease. Do you mind if I come here and visit you when I'm around? Say bro, you kidding? Everyone's welcome. He went from day one to the last day. Every Which single is this day. Random just taxi. a random guy who found out I was sick, drove there, stopped the, the, the tax, went in and said, Hey, I'm Luis. I know you're sick. You're Brazilian. Uh, do you mind if I come here and see you that every day? That is so fucking powerful. I, I'd love to think that if I was in a, in a foreign country and I found out another Australian, you know, away from his family, that's it. That's. that's this is a thing in like that some of us don't understand with like foreigners and because I had a I had a Canadian missus that I was with a Canadian girl for seven years and and being a 
way from your family and your friends and a whole different system, a whole different culture, it's scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's scary because you're away from that tribe. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like things like that. And that's like a why. Like it's like when you meet Brazilians overseas, it's like, oh, if I'm overseas somewhere and I run into an Aussie, it's like, oh, it's your tribe, you know? Yeah. Fuck. What and a dude. Then, oh, dude. And all those people just come in from and nowhere. And, and then, they, and then uh, how can you see the bad size of the disease? You can't. Because all those people come to you and like, and adding energy and uh, want to help you and fuck. So because they were ha helping you yeah. and, and going out of their way to do things like that, uh, you, did you feel like you owed them? Like uh, as in like uh, you uh, owed it to them to get times. better? Yes. I was like, I'm doing this for me and for those people who are spend all the time to come here to like to help someone they don't even know. Uh, for everyone listening to this, I really want to bring up the point of like how important this is. In, in, and we can, we can all see it in your scenario because of how sick you are. Now let's go to a smaller scale of just every day-to-day -day life of how important it is of just being a good human, just positivity. Oh. As I, I love... I love the Fat Freddy song. There's a lyric that says, mentally project positive all day. And I often think about that because I'm so positive and I love going and like acknowledging the person that's giving me my coffee and asking them how they're doing and giving them a smile and getting a smile out of them because it's all those, it's just like literally allowing someone to be seen, you know, makes them feel human, makes them feel loved. Brother, go back to uh, like we were talking here before. That uh, just gonna uh, for all those people who has a friend is struggling with mental health, don't text them. Go there, show them you are there for them. So like, take them for a walk, take them for a, a dinner. Be present. Mm. It's more than anything else you can do for those people. Yeah, like they notice like, oh my God, there's people here for me. Like just yeah. sharing that. Not like, oh hey man, text you to check if you're okay. No. Drive there. It's like, it's, yeah. do it. Like, it's, it's like it, what happened to me. I was, a, those people didn't even know me. Mm. Why can't you do for your best friend? Be present in those people's life and find them realize how important they are to be here right now, to be living, to be blessed, to have the opportunity to live a life. They, they need to, you need to have the chance to those people see the life in a different way because mm. it's easy to text it's easy to like i know our life is is busy but uh, man i have people there every day spend five minutes ten minutes that's like as to me it's everything they 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 gave me like like i don't know they give me hope yeah like to have those people there you like i'm doing for me and for them and, and that's the thing and that's like you know a lot of people are alone yeah, man. and that's why why how important it is to ha be that yeah. smile on the street. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I, I heard one thing the other day says, with all those uh, devices and everything, we are connected, but disconnected. Yeah, because you see someone post and it's like, oh, he's good, he's on the beach, but you don't know the backhand what's really going on into the mind of that person. Yeah, until you see in the face and say, come on, let's uh, let's go for a run or let's go for. Uh, 
let's share something and then when the people open up and you're like whoa yeah glad i came here today i <laughs> it's good and it's bad but it's it's mainly good because i live in crescent head in this like around nature and, yeah. and it's off-grid property and it's and it's community and and it seems to be the escape with anyone that knows me and friends of anyone that knows my friends or just anyone when people are lost in life or they have a breakup or something and I, and I love it and I'm there for everyone so please please if you ever lost come but I'm always just get people that come for that escape to kind of ground themselves to, 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 to my place and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's just hard yeah. you know it's hard to try yeah. and pick that person I'm so glad that I could do it I just had this like huge moment one time I remember there was this girl she, she came and stayed at mine and she was just struggling a bit in life just really lost yep and I was talking to this guy that I consider quite an elder, quite a monk. Um, he's this Sri Lankan guy, just so switched on. He lived out um, with the indigenous. He's actually he walked around the world living with indigenous. He's so switched on this guy. And, and he came to me and he was, and I was saying, like, I don't know how to help this person. You know, I'm trying to give him love, trying to validate him, trying to like do these things. And he just, he just comes over and goes, dude, all she needs is to be held. Yeah. And I just, she just needs to be hugged. She like, she was in such a state of anxiety and fear and like you know she just needed to be let know that everything's okay yeah and i was like yeah and i just yeah it was, it was so um him saying that like a different it was just so um it was so strong and then being able to do that and all our friends to be able to like come in and embrace this this one person just be like hey we're with yeah. you man it's okay you know what i mean it's okay to be you it's okay that you're going through something it's all okay and just reminding that everything's okay yeah man you know, right? and it's crazy because we've just been through like a crazy virus, which the first thing was don't hug, don't kiss, don't do yeah. this, don't do that, and we're so blessed now. Everything goes back to it's going back to normal here in Australia, and we can't do that. Now mm. we can, so do it. Now you see like how we couldn't do for like almost like six months. Now do as more as you can. Just yeah. share the the love. Like people need that love. Lots of people need that hug. Like that's, it's a hug. It's a way to show like affection for someone. It's a way to show that you're safe as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. It's because you're not coming. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a little bit off the topic, but I'll yes. just say this <laughs> real quick. It's like when you be your authentic self, yeah. when you hug someone, right yeah. it's consciously it's a safe thing it's like saying hey i'm not the enemy here i'm here with you yeah. i'm here with you who you are is completely fine and it's like i always find like when you meet someone if i be my true authentic self put my arms open my arms wide and embrace someone as a hug it's like people come at you and they have that cardboard cutout in front of themselves they have knives behind them they have a shield because they they don't know who you are they fear you so they're like who is this person do i need to fear them do I need to have my knife ready to stab? Do I need to have my shield up? They can't be them. And as soon as you come and embrace them, hug, it's like you're you're not hiding anything behind no. your back. You're not hiding. You're dropping the sword. No. You're dropping the shield and saying, hey, it's just me. Bro, you have open I'm, arms. I'm not scared if you attack me. If that's fine, that's that's yeah. your story. But I'm here to love. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? open arms. Nothing you can't do yeah. when you have open arms but give love. Yeah. So like straight up, as soon as you hug, it's like you have that connection. Yeah. Okay, so you're in hospital, I'm man. In okay, hospital. so you're in hospital. You've moved a finger. Move a finger. It's taken a couple of weeks. So we have that. Oh, it took a couple of days. A couple of days, move a finger, and then uh, slowly progressing. 
So from one finger, two fingers, and then uh, go a uh, few more things. And uh, eventually, like, a uh, finger, and, um, what's what after the finger? Oh, man, that was like, uh, that was progressing. Yeah. Because, uh, and then we had that guy who walked in saying he was want to visit me every day. And then the physio say, all right, let's put him in that bed. When 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 they go, yeah. are you tr- just sitting there when you're by yourself, uh, paralyzed in the bed? Yeah. Are you just constantly trying to move that finger? Are you constantly trying to like do things? Yes and no, because uh, it was also really, really painful. Like when, like, uh, have you seen a baby when the baby start crawling? They crawl and then stop. Yeah. It's the same like for you when you start moving your finger. You're using so much energy of your body. When it comes to nighttime, you are completely tired. You are resourced just for moving one finger, man. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So he would say, just rest. At night, just rest. But I, then it's like, um, rest and it's two brothers walking. Come on, man, put it in a wheelchair. And then go crazy with me in a wheelchair, like around and take me to the, to where the TV was. I was like, God, man. So that was like, there was always people around. I was pretty lucky. There was yeah. always people around who never let me think like, I'm fucked. So what came, what came next? Like moving, after moving the finger, like yeah. what, the, what, what were the, like when did you get your mouth back? Um, like how were they feeding you this whole time? There Just, was feeding from like a straw on the side. And like, could you suck? Yeah. With that one side of your mouth yeah, that wasn't yeah. paralyzed? And then like little spoons putting them out on the side of the mouth. Did you ever feel like, were you embarrassed the fact that you like couldn't chew and like say like food was falling down your face? Like, Man, I, I, and it comes back to every bad situation I had someone. That lady who was like my grandma's age, she was always there in some tough times. Yeah, of course you feel like it's like you you losing your hair, you your face doesn't move, you like you you look scary. Like man, like yeah. you, you smile, you one eye closed, the other eye doesn't and like it's with this girl that you're dating, did you feel like Oh, she was just an angel. She was like just treating me like I was the best but ever. Could did you feel like I felt like inadequate in a way that you couldn't Oh, I did, but she didn't let me. She didn't let you. No, bro. She was just there, like, working on, like, my mind as well. She's like, no, no, you're going through, man. That's like, you will fine. And, like, like, I can kiss just half of your lips. It's like, yeah, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was an angel. I I still talk to her. She's in Brazil now. I text her, like, once a week. What was that like to have a kiss from someone? Oh, man. Like, when you can kiss, it's like... That's like you appreciate every little thing of everything. It's like to eat with your hands, to put your feet out of the bed and put your feet on the ground, to look to the side, to open your eyes, to breathe properly, to ah, everything, bro, is appreciated. Every little thing. Like you appreciate to see look in your hands and uh, you appreciate you mm. every part of your body uh, uh, how funny and we have this saying in life saying stop and smell the roses yeah that's exactly it it's just like it stop and yeah. just be there yeah. and appreciate what is and when you do that you literally take away all worries in life because yeah, you realize 
how lucky you are and that nothing matters. Exactly. That's why I walk, I wake up every morning and I can be in the, oh, the, I can be suffering for the pain for a tough run the day before, but I'm still going to run. Like not because I want to be a hero or anything, just because I, I, I want to embrace the blessing, the opportunity to be running again, to be moving. And, and I try to smile as much as I can because uh, I want people to see like, wow, why he smile that much? Even if they don't even know my story, they can feel there's something amazing happening. Do you ever get frustrated when you meet people that are just comp- like wasting their life in a way that is so like stuck in a negative zone? When you had a second... Sorry... This beer is so nice. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. No, like when you've had such a, you've had a second opportunity in life, right, to like live life, right? So it's like you, you're not taking it for granted. Do you get frustrated when you see someone taking it for granted? Someone like whinging and like, or just like, you know what I mean? And you're like, dude, look at the weather. You know, like a pessimist. Do you get frustrated with those people? That's the negative size as well because you get too frustrated. And sometimes you can't do anything. And instead, if you just get frustrated, you get like, it's like, how can I help that person to stop complaining? Or, and you can't, sometimes you can't. And you really get frustrated because, man, you woke up, you're breathing, you are moving. Or even those ones, there's a lot of people out there, man, they are not moving, but they still wake up with a smile on the face. Or if they can't smile, they still wake up positive. Yeah. And the sun was like, it's perfect. And they still can't see that side. Of, like, yeah. So it's hard for you to be sensitive hard. in those yes, moments. Yes, yeah. I had yes. Yeah. I had a girlfriend once that would just get so upset or angry at like the, just the tiniest things. Yes. And I just couldn't, I'm just, yeah, I didn't know what to do because I'm like that, there's, I couldn't even see the fact that that would be a problem. Yeah. And you're like, I can't, I can't relate to this. Bro. It's not a problem. <laughs> I've been in a relationship which was exactly the same after all that happened. And I just tried to show the person, it's like, look what all you've been through and you are complaining for things which is that big. Yeah. You are healthy. You, ah, just leave it. Try to complain. As, like, try just to leave the moment. Try, try just to... I know, man. I know it can be hard some days. Like, uh, and in everything, like in the running as well, in the races, is like, is a challenging you all the time. Now you're gonna wake up and like, yeah, I feel blessed, and then that's gonna be until I go to bed. I always gonna have challenges. I wouldn't have uh, because we are humans as well. We are not perfect. We are in the process of get as close to perfection we can, but that doesn't mean we are we are right. I don't have the right to tell someone what's correct and what's not. Yeah, so they got to learn it for themselves. No, exactly. You know I, what I mean? And that's why you can't, you can never help someone. They've got to help themselves. You correct. can only be there to like help motivate yeah. and push. Okay. Yeah. So the hospital. <laughs> no, this is so far. This is such an amazing, amazing podcast episode because of all the, all the sites, because there's in everything that's going through is so many life lessons. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Okay. And yes. So we're in, we're uh-huh. in the hospital bed. Yeah. You've started moving. We started moving. And then that 
angel, the physio came and said, I've been uh, studying, and I know if you take you to the swimming pool, the movement gets uh, back quicker. So we're going to start doing like a hydrotherapy. And I also know, I've, uh, so if I start doing, um, what's the called, the massage, uh, like the ones that they uh, squeeze the points. Uh, oh, like bone therapy? Yeah, trigger points. Oh, trigger, uh, trigger po point. Yeah. And that helps as well. So every day he was taking me to the hydrotherapy and doing trigger points. Is this still getting covered by travel insurance? Oh, man, yes. So every day he was like, all right, like from... And then they put me in that thing, stand up, like on the machine. So it started taking me to the water. So in the water, there was, um, he would put me like a, like a belt around me and then take me for like a, 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 a back in, after the, after the fingers, the hands start working, the arms start working. And then it's like, all right, let's uh, put a belt and just swim with the hands, like dogs, like a dog stuff. When, when you're saying like your hands are working, is it like full functioning hands or like uh, it's just like, it's, it's like just odd still? Odd. Yeah. It's like odd and you start like kind of try to, you learn it, like to hold a spoon, you learn everything. And, um, and the thing is pretty cool, like when you're in hospital, they, they try to make you feel uh, like you are normal person as much as they can. So every Friday they put you in a van and take you for like a barbecue in the park or take you to go fishing. And they try to make you be back to the normal life like uh, experience. It's, that's awesome. But was that also hard? Like, say, to go to the park to a barbecue and you're in a wheelchair, someone's pulling you around, you can't, like, really do anything for yourself and you're watching normal people play. But in your mind, you, you know your time to be normal is going to come. You're never going to be like, oh, fuck, I'm in a wheelchair. Like, I always had hope. I always had hope and I always have everyone, like, around me was giving me, like, that was mm. feeding me with that energy and I, w I never people ask me if it was tough I was like whoa yes but uh, I think it wasn't as tough as songs because I had all those people and I never lose hope I always believe I was gonna get through that and it was up to me to go into that as quick as possible with working hard yeah and then I was that's like that's the only option like work hard there's no other way there's Wait, no yeah, other way like, like yeah no that's why like, I mean, Fuck, there are so many lessons uh, in this I like, ended up meeting so many cool people who had like uh, surfing accidents uh, professionals like and then there's like oh you you done your knee you're gonna be six months and they come back in six weeks yeah because they know working hard and believe in someone who providing you all the information and helping you is going to help you to recover quick Did, fuck there's so many life lessons in this there's another one that just popped up when you said that and that's responsibility knowing and it's like not just knowing but acknowledging and taking it on board that no one is going to do it but you exactly it's like no one is going to and that's i've talked about like sailing yeah. you know or like doing those solo adventures getting yourself into like extreme survival situations or sailing across the ocean when shit happens you've got to deal with it no one can do it but you 
You know what I mean? And yes. it's like when you take that to your everyday to day life and realize that like no one can change it but you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that wind just started to die off outside. Yeah. Man, and there one thing I always like, I, I love like watch some like motivation speech and stuff, and they always say that. And I always say as well, if you're doing something as a job you don't like, quit. Because that could ruin someone else's life. Like I have all those people surround me who wants, like, want to make me recover as quick as possible. But if that girl who went there and was helping me to move my finger, she ended up being my fees, I would probably not even be walking by now. Yeah, if she if she, if she wasn't into it. Yeah, because she wasn't into that. She was pretty much like it looks like she was someone to go work get paid and that's it but you need to put your everything you do in your life man do with your heart if you're doing something you can't do with your heart you try to do something else because that's affects your energy and that's affects some other people energy and that can be really important some some people rely on the energy yeah to get better i just found that i just finished working out in construction and it was yeah. the, the exact same thing. I've done the job before. I used to be into it and like work hard and just be go, go, go. I just found that I just couldn't do it anymore. I just had no passion, no love and just everything. And I was just like, I just couldn't be, I just had to quit. It was just so soul destroying, but I was just in that, yeah, in that position. And I just couldn't even, you know, everything I did, I was just started being half ass. I just couldn't be bothered anymore. I was like, I just, this is just not me. No. Yeah, you know? the, the energy you put into that is completely different than the energy you have. Mm. And it's, it's hard for you. It affects you too because you, you, you're you not happy. How long did it take you from going paralyzed to be able to get to the pool with arm movement and being able to swim? Three months? Yeah. Shit, so it's like three months struggle. Three like, months what did that struggle. feel like to be able to get in the pool for something oh, different? Oh, man, that was pretty cool. But and then, like, let's go back. Like, when you're not moving, you're not exercising, and you're eating from a straw, I lost 10 kilos in three months. So, and then I have to deal now with, uh, okay, like, things are getting back. So, but uh, you, my legs were, like, skinny, didn't have, like, any muscle. Any muscle. So that was like that was another scary part because like was not just learning to walk. I need to get that strong. Did, so. did, when you're learning to walk, did you have like in the movies with the two, like the oh, two that's bars? A, that's like another three months after that. Yeah, like that's the guy say to me, say the last day because he was a temporary. He say my last day here. I'm gonna call you. You're gonna c come out of the room in the crunches, and I'm gonna say throw the crunches in the air and walk to me. And you're gonna do he said that to me and i'm here to help you to do and i was like fuck you dude let's do that you can't like, let him like, down no like man the guy's dedicating his four months to yeah. me and like he said you are gonna do man when someone is dead he is like he put into to believe the impossible is possible Wow. And it was pretty much what he's done. So we went from like the uh, hydrotherapy. Oh man, the trigger point massage is hurts now when like we are normal, have normal body function. So, but imagine it like without 
any movement, like any touch, it's like stabbing because you try to give that information to the brain and the only way you like squeeze the joint that muscle so yeah to make pain so you you give that back with pain it's crazy so it's like your body your brain can find the pathway to that spot send all the from oh there's a pain that's what's happened to the injury did you get feeling like in your legs say like on your skin like back, like like before back, you could walk or whatever. No, like did you have feelings? Like I, I couldn't. We used to do the 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 hammer. Yeah. Didn't, no, no, no feelings. That that wouldn't kick. That wasn't kicking. Uh, the only thing I would feel my my feet actually took more than a year to stop uh, tingling and needing. Like it's, it was always like like uh, the hands and the feet. It was always like that. Pins and needles. The pins, pins and needles. The feet for, took a while to to like be normal back to normal again almost like a year and a half like even like after start walking it still would be like like oh, like, like it's, it's crazy feeling so <laughs> i can't get over this no because i've known i know like dude i know you yeah and i never knew about this story yeah i never knew that this is what you went through yeah it's like uh like someone said People know you, but they don't know your story. And that's what's interesting about podcasts because you, there's a lot of people out there who have some amazing stories. And I don't know why they don't share. But yeah. they could help so many more people. Like, just to listen to those stories. Like, oh, man, I will, like some uh, podcasts I listen, I was like, oh, I got pumping. Like, it's like, oh, that's sick. Like, woo, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's, go, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. That's it. You know, like, we've we got nothing to whinge about. Like, you are saying, no, like, when you grew up, like, there was always someone, like, less fortunate. Yeah. And you know it's what I mean? always, like, uh, something to see is, like, wow, I'm so lucky. We I'm, are so lucky, man. We have, like, fully body function, and we are one of the best counter in the world right now. If not the best, there's, yesterday was zero cases of corona in the whole country. Yeah. Zero. I know the counters, which is, like, in massive accounts in Europe, they are dealing with Corona like a, ah, just a flu because they couldn't. They, that's the only way now to to trade it. To yeah. trade, yeah. And look at us, like man, we are sitting we're in a van, looking to the ocean, having a pretty sick conversation. How can we complain about anything? Did this girl stick by you the whole time? She did, every single day from day one to the last day. Yes. When did you get to that last day? Was there a day that you could walk out of hospital? There was a there was a time where I could go in the wheelchairs to my house and I could look kind of uh so they they go to your house after you improve a little bit and uh, they change everything they can to make you feel comfortable in your own house. So they went there and say, okay, you need to uh, I need to have like some. Uh, things to hang here so you can kind of stand up because I still wasn't walking I was standing up and it was good to stand up to have the blood circulating so that I had to stand up a few times a day so I would go first after I think six months I went home for one night and then that's why improving with the time again then like you what 
when you say home, like I'm guessing you, there was a like place that you're it, paying rent. Yes, at. exactly, now, exactly. And with you all an those flatmates who used your, um, I was, uh, what's happened at the stage? Uh, now the, the guy say like, oh, bro, you, like I don't think they ch they charge me. Like your friends rent, started friends, covering covering yeah, your rent like, for you. Man, it's like, don't worry about friends or anything. We yeah, we will hook you up. Don't worry. Yeah, they did. That was cool. Like food and accommodation, they look after me. That's cool, man. That's, yeah, that's that there's tribe, so many. Man. That's yeah, that's a tribe, bro. That's a tribe. You always bring it to yourself when you. Mm. If you're good, you bring good people, good tribe people. If you're not, it's, my it's like one of my best right mates right now. He's yeah. in um, he just he works in Papua New Guinea. Yep, and he just flew in, and he's doing his two weeks uh, in on the Sovertel in Broadbeach on the Gold Coast here, and he's second day in, and I and I called him today, I was like, oh dude, I'm gonna bring you up some beer, and he's like, oh well, actually, you know, I'm not I'm not drinking right now, you know, I'm I'm trying to use this time to be dry or whatever, and I was like, all right, well, what do you want? I'll bring you up some stuff. And he's like, no, nah, nah, I'm all good. Nah, nah, what do you want, man? Like, He's like, no, nah, I'm all good. And I was like, dude, you're my fucking best mate, dude. Like, what yeah. do you want? I'll go get it. And he's like, oh, okay, well, send me your bank details. And, and I was like, dude, just shut up. Just what do you want? Yeah. I, go, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Kmart in the morning. And he's just like, like, dude, it is so easy. It's like, I want, the thing is, I want to do it. Yeah, because he's my mate. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean. Yes. I want to just be like. It's, like, it's suddenly it's like my time that I. It's like I can show my worth. It's yeah. not even my worth. It's just like it's like, like dude, it just show. It's like you're my mate. I've got ya. Whatever. Yes. You know what I mean. Yeah, and it's man. nice to be able to do that for someone. Bro, there was um. There was a guy I met like I met in Brazil, and then I was um saying I was going to Australia, and then he came to Australia. I'm like boom. It's like dude, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, you pumping me to come to Australia. And then all those things happen. And he was also going there all the time. And I remember I wasn't not even like, uh, I wasn't walking. I was, I was just standing. And one day he's like, bro, what about if I take you surfing? It's like, dude, you kidding? How are you going to do that? It's like, man, I put in the board, paddle you in, and then I push you in some a couple waves. I was like, oh, man, I don't know, man. I'm scared. It's like, bro like what day you can come out it's like i don't know i was not gonna ask so that was like they say oh can i just uh, see wants to take me for like a drive to can like can we do that and it's man look where we are and this is exactly where he brought me to diva to diva he brought you to he diva to diva it was a raining day it was a one foot wave messy as hell it was ugly and raining he brought me to diva he found out one longboard, put him in a longboard. He paddled me out. That was like one foot waves or not. And he pushed me in a few waves, man. He did that. And look where we are. He brought right me now. to Diba and he did that. And I don't know, like, Caesar, if you have any idea how much that helped me in my life, bro. You, I'm a, like eternally like, grateful for what you've done. Like in that moment, like... He did that, man. Like, it's like, fuck, that's okay. You know, man, you kind of like... Well, all these people, all everyone, these... they're all keeping you in hope. Yes. What everyone else is doing, like, this story is not just the story of, like, your mind, like, staying strong and getting you through something. It's a story of where everyone else being positive with you keeps you there. It's like having that tribal sense, like, those, those friends, like, having that love. 
coming and like taking you to take you surfing. It's like straight up. It's like that's keeping you there, man. Oh, bro. And like, why can't we always do that to others too? We know? can. We can, and we must. Is what life is about. Life is about being kind, and help each other. Did you go when you went back to the hospital? Did you tell everyone you went surfing? Oh, <laughs> like I had to tell like not everyone, but like I made a really good relationship with like the physio with the. Uh, he's the, he they was bringing me chocolates and they couldn't give me chocolates and they would give me treats because the recovery was improving. So it was like, yeah. So I was like, man, I went surfing. Like, wow, you're crazy. And, but it's like the happiness, like you could see like they were happy because the team was working. That's why everyone was working together. At the end of the day, it was like, we made a team, we made a tribe. Yeah. We made a tribe with completely different people. Yeah, we managed to create a tribe just to get me back. Yeah. So how long until you could walk? So like standing up and then then going step by step. Like uh, a, a, just a step, probably. I'll probably say seven months. Like I did a couple of steps when he's holding. He was holding like a belt, so he put a belt over himself, and then put a belt around me, and like kind of like. So not like when you play yeah. a game with your mates, like step on. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that a few times. Is this, but, um, is this the hardest you've ever had to work? Like, what was it like trying to move your leg? Oh, man. Just it's, like the mind power. Uh, like, imagine that you look to, your, look to your feet now and say, I'm going to move my toes. And that doesn't move. And you go like, I'm going to move that toes. And that doesn't move. And then you're like fucking shit doesn't move and then someone comes to you say no we that's gonna move eventually we're gonna make that move that guy was like no that's gonna move it don't worry man that's gonna move it what was it like so if you say you're trying to move your toe for like a week straight oh dude. what was it like when you saw it move everyone was celebrating not just me it was a i was everyone everyone was like the, the hospital was going down man everyone would be like Whoa! It was like everyone was like getting excited, not just me. Everyone was working together. And, w- and once you that. move it once, can you move and, it again? Oh, and then let's go. And then once like, you get it once, once then you, you get got it. That shit, it's gonna move it forever. So it's like once you get that, once that neurological one, pathway hits it, move your finger or your toes. That's it, bro. And then that's the move more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. Do you now? Have anything like any problems? So uh, when I g- start getting tired, one eye like, like when I take for one eye, I always close, like because I think the flash or yeah, uh, I always want like when I get nighttime, the lights always like hurts my eye. Yeah. Um, is that the eye that was paralyzed that stayed yeah, open? Yeah. I wonder if it's because it stayed open. Yeah, when I like it, the one stay open and the other one is normal close. Uh, what else? My hips is like I don't have the rotation the hips, so I don't have like the the glute doesn't yeah. the, the glute doesn't like I can't get engaged. Even like I I do, I try so many times, but it doesn't can't do that rotation. So like uh, if I'm gonna do squats for example, my squats has to be really short because the hips don't rotation too much, and then instead of help, you just can't fuck like instead of. Uh, 
gets stronger that's just gets you get injury because it doesn't work properly yeah. the rotation doesn't work properly but i think you as i, I manage it to doesn't run with all those like i, I manage to uh, learning how to run not using that like yeah. it's a kind of a, yeah, yeah, yeah adapted adapted that's the word so yeah, adapted when you start taking steps do you remember the pinnacle moment when you actually considered that you could walk yeah because uh, we had um there was two bars like there was two bars in the middle of the room which you hold because by then my my arms was stronger i was already doing this even like a uh, half kilos uh biceps and stuff yeah so um they i knew i could hold uh, my like straight arms i could hold myself like so he always he would be behind me and i would be like with my hands on those on those handles and i would kind of uh we call robocop walk because i couldn't bend the knee so you kind of uh, yeah like a <gasps> robocop walk yeah. so Oh my god! So that's a whole other thing to learn. It's not yeah. just walking step to step, no, moving the no, legs, no. and you got to make well, the knees move. We talk about we learning how to move one toes. So then, as you have to learning how to bend your knee, and then so it's from zero to learn how to move everything. Fuck! Even right now, I have so I'm just just as you're talking, oh, I'm just moving my feet around my ankles weeks. just because I can. Couple weeks, nah? Should do that. Just to roll my feet around. Yeah, man. That's why I try to make people realize. Why not be so blessed when you wake up and you have the opportunity to live another day? I remember Ellen Watts saying, like, awakening to extreme circumstances. It's like people have, like, these awakenings when, like, say, like, they have a near death or, like, say a, a family member passes away or they lose their... They lose their wife, their wife leaves them. So something traumatic happens that makes them like, boom, wake up to life and start appreciating it and realizing how short life is. I remember Alan Watts talking about like, imagine if you didn't have to have that awakening that you could have it right now without any traumatic experience. Like right now you can yeah. start taking responsibility. You know, people say, I get annoyed when people say I'm lucky. You know, do you get annoyed when people oh, say you're lucky? Oh, 100%. Like, you're fucking lucky. Dude, I you just, have I'm no idea this. how I work to be where I am right now. Like, lucky. Dude, you have no idea. It's not lucky. I, I work my ass towards that goal. It's mm. not lucky. Imagine, like, for us. That's why, like, I really connect to some, like, really crazy athletes because... I appreciate so much what they've been through, man. People they've been like since they were they've been training since they are seven years old. Yeah. They didn't have that party time like when they were like fourteen to seventeen. They were working hard. Those guys to me they are fucking legends. They yeah. are like that's the, the they people so driven. Yeah. They inspire me. They're so driven, yes. Is it does that drive you now as a marathon runner? Like where you've come from is like, do you, like, does it drive you every day to push yourself and push yourself? Like, are you, are you doing it? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for those, pe those people that helped you get through that? Do they still help you now? Just the fact that they helped you 
like do you feel, like in a way do you feel <clears throat> like you owe them that you're still like Man. you're like wanting to show what you can do i think everything happening in your life eventually is going to come to it's going to connect good or bad but i love running what happens right now yeah. right now say you hit your you hit your limit you hit your limit and you're in the in the middle of a race yeah and say you got another 10k to go or 20k to go where do you get what happens in your mind now after everything that you've been through and we'll get back to the the recovery in a sec but everything that you've been through what happens in your mind that lets you push on what goes through your mind in that moment of course uh, as a human i i fail a few times like i couldn't have that mind in a day and i say i'm done i'll go home but most of the time i i manage to the finish line and my mind is like be blessed to have the opportunity to be here you pay to be here you pay to live this moment you're doing that because you love it's not because anyone else you're doing that there was like a moment in your life with you would pray every day to have that opportunity so you start enjoying the you pain you start enjoying the pain you start like mm. there is like it's always in your life is going to be angel one side the devil on the other side and they are always talking to you in the middle of like the middle of the forest you are there by yourself and you have the devil come on you don't have anything left come on just quit just quit and you have the angel look all you've been through man you pay you want to be here you want to get the moment you want to experience that moment and you want to make sure that finish line and then you have the dev come on man it's like it's easy to quit it's easy to quit it's not gonna hurt tomorrow tomorrow now imagine if you keep pushing tomorrow you're barely gonna walk and then the end just like man there was a moment you didn't walk and you didn't even know if you walk again and then there comes the best quote which is like pain is temporary yeah just but have to put up with it now just, just, just a little bit now, and it'll be it's gone like zigzag zigzag come there and I don't know why, but every 80% of my race, when I finish, I collapse. But not collapse, like, oh, I literally, my legs can't go anymore. I do like five steps. Isn't it crazy that? And crazy. that's what I'm saying. It's the mind, not the body. Yes. Like I've been in those situations where I've pushed myself so much that once you get there, the mind's done its job. Yeah. Your body already gave up. Yeah. And then next thing, yeah. so your body has nothing yeah. and you do, you just yeah. collapse. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's like, and uh, that's done. Turn it off. It's like we see in movies, like someone's stranded on an island when they get rescued. Yeah. In that moment, that they, they go, they collapse. Yeah. They're done. Cause yeah. they're, but man. it's so real and so crazy. But man, I, I don't know. I think running is just like, I think everything that happened in my life, it was to find out about running. Because, mm. okay, there was like, there was, a, what was it? There was heaps of physios. One of the physios, he was part of the Australian team, like triathlon Australian team. And he was like, man, forget surfing. Just go and do triathlon. And I was like, fuck, I don't even know what triathlon is. I cannot barely swim. How can I do triathlon? And then just jump. So, like, it, so he planted the seed. He played the seed. He planted the seed big time. So this physio, it was like this seeing physio, your improvement. I was like, dude, it, you want to surf again? Why don't you do everything? It's the Try. same physio who I've saw few months ago and we both cry when oh, I the guy him, that you said you ran yeah, into when I told him he knows there's a hundred k's a hundred mile at 50 k's winning races and uh, podium in like in world like in the big races and he was like you're kidding 
I was like, no, man, I got a top five in this race with like 3,000 people. And I got like went to New Zealand in a podium and I went to this place in a podium. He's like, stop it. So you're telling he's him screaming, your achievements. He's, and he's screaming. And we both start crying. We both start like, wow. It's like, oh, my man. God. So why like... So what happened when he first told you, you go do triathlons? Yeah, I was like, oh man, shut up. I love surfing. Now, nah, first thing I'm going to do, I'll go back to surfing. And then um, once I like, got off the hospital, started living a normal life, just jump a little. I started working as a chef. And one of the chefs, his girlfriend. By this stage, are you functional? You can walk? Function, yeah. The only thing I had for a while was the, the, the fitty, funny feeling. Yeah. Yeah, there. And, and and in this stage when you've gone back to normal life are you still are you still having to do exercises every day and move your legs and like yeah, it's just like yeah. I had to recovery. go yeah I had to go to Gold Coast Hospital like once twice a week and still have to keep working like the guys say never stop always keep working that's just going to be improvement are they worried the disease is going to come back never comes back so it just suddenly just hits it's like just, <laughs> it's, it's just a delete button that happens through your nervous system pretty much yes but like uh, of course like there's some days where you like you feel like god there's things coming back yeah that is, uh, we are humans like and my mind goes like that's coming back but then I'm, like slowly i kind of going through it's like no shut up that's not gonna come back that never comes back everyone say it never comes back mm. just uh forget about that shit yeah Sorry. dude you're fucking amazing <laughs> no, bro, we are just like yeah no no, no, no. people living yeah. big dreams so so you're working as a chef i work as a chef and and these guys which uh, this guy's wife start doing triathlon and say you guys should try i was like at this stage, have you started trying to run or anything? The, no, no. That was like, that was uh, 2010, she said those things. And then 2011, she said, no, let's uh, buy a bike and go for a ride. And then we signed for one of those uh, enticer triathlons. And then I did the triathlon. And, uh, and then I did another small one. And her boss said, he was there he's like really good uh, swimmer and stuff he's like man Anderson's a bloody good runner I don't even think he realized how good he is tell him to quit triathlon and just run hey man that's fine is that, is that from your soccer background probably you reckon so I've always played in the streets like always like playing like a hide and seek and yeah. and I remember and then everything comes back I remember, like, I never ran with shoes because I, I didn't have shoes. I couldn't run it for shoes. Shoes was to go to school and any activity I had to do barefoot. And I remember we used to do, like, uh, kids, like, go around, like, uh, around the block. And I was always the fastest. Not, I hate being, like, I'm not, like, I hate to pull myself up. Yeah, no, anything. no, no, but you're a fast No, runner. but I was like, I was like, and then everything comes up, like, wow. I was actually fast when I was a kid, but we don't have uh, individual sports in Brazil, like running, like all those carnivals you have here, school carnival. In Brazil, is a f football, basketball, and volleyball because it's too many people. You can't do like individual sports. It's always team sports. So mm. I never had a running. Like, well, like you have to run here. We didn't have that. It was a soccer, mm. volleyball, and basketball. That's the three sports you play in school. 
there's no running like you go around the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the the fields that's it you warm it up and then like oh, so it's like, a yeah it's a whole new game yeah for you. it was a like yeah so i started i did a couple of triathlon and then it was like ah oh, did a couple like 70.3 triathlon and i started enjoying running and then i there was um 2011 i did half marathon and in 2012 i started signing for heaps of things that signed for two big uh, half hour man and man my swim is horrible do you feel like you had such drive in you also to prove everyone what's possible I you know what i mean like you're like i'm gonna start running i'm gonna start doing this just to like show i always been competitive to like with my internal yeah like, i always like that I always yeah. like to, like, and I, I don't believe in no, or like, oh, you can't do this. Yeah. I've always been like that all my life. Like, I would, and you're always going to have people who, who try to put you down. Yeah. Always going to be, man. Always going to be. Like, it's, I always see, like, uh, the problem of having a good day, and they, but I always had that thing inside of me. It's like, it's you, man. It's your race. Like, yeah. no matter, don't, care don't worry about anyone else is your race so go there and do what you love and then i did uh, i signed that was 2011 2012 i signed for gold coast marathon by this stage is your your, the feet are gone you're just back normal you're feeling like normal back normal feeling good like like working towards my goals and and then found a lot for running i found like oh can do i did a couple half hour mans which is like 20 you do 20 k's of running and i was like oh that thing is good they're gonna sign for a marathon with like no idea i was like it was like we were kind of a training but not really serious and i didn't have a gps watch i had one of the ones you put the pods in your shoes yeah but was completely wrong so i say i go for a long run and then see how how far i can go and then if i can go like over 30 k's i would sign for the marathon so that was two weeks for the marathon i ran a 37 k's and i felt great but what i didn't know until the race day that thing didn't work properly so i signed for the marathon and i remember i got in the marathon like it was like 20 k's in the watch was in 38 so all those 37 k's uh, did I, I probably did like i don't know 12 and the watch was completely wrong oh my god so did I was that like, fuck with your mind that's fuck me ah, i was like wow and then like during the marathon we have the pacers and the pacer was always like motivating me with those words and all those like come on man you gotta do it like he, and the pacer i didn't even know ended up meeting him it was um the pacer yeah the one of the pacer you it was yeah. one of the a professional runner uh um Getty. he was pacing the three hours balloon and uh, i was like don't know this guy and he's talking all those beautiful words to keep you going and i got to like sink it to all those things you are saying and boom finished the marathon in 259 something so this guy just came up and said, he's like, you've got this. If you stay at this pace, you, you you're going to hit it by like three has, hours. He has, a, uh, he has a balloon, say yeah. three hours. and But I, you know, he want, he's one of the best runners Australia ever had. Really? Yeah. Super morning, Gary. So what do you like about running? And then uh, it's like 
man, you know, it's funny because you connect to all those people. You have no idea who they are. And they all have the same love for the sport. And funny part, and in 2015 or 16, Gold Coast Marathon found out about my story and invited me to do a speech on a stage. And who interviewed me? Steve Monigetti. Really? Did, yeah. you, did you thank him? I thank him. I said, man, when I ran my marathon under three hours, I did that because of you. You inspire me. You push me when it was hurting. And then like, oh, that day was like one of the, like the highlights of my life. All the best Australian runners was there. That everyone talk about like there's Steve Monigeri, there's uh, Robert Di Castello, who does a lot of work for Aboriginals. And yeah. I, I, I had the chance to meet the Aboriginal team. He takes the Aboriginal team to New York, to the New York Marathon. This guy is, uh, is the god of running. Yeah. He's the fastest, like one of the fastest Australians ever had. I think he still has the fast marathon. And he's just giving, man. He's just giving. He has that beautiful soul. He he inspires people. You look him in the eyes, you want to hug him, hug him because he's, he has that. He he wants, he wants makes you love running. Yeah. And Why do you love running? Because, man, it connects me to my past. Connects me to everything I live in my life. I just realized every lesson I had in my life was just making me a, a better runner. Yeah. So when I run, I come like, I have that gratitude, I have that, uh, that good feeling, I have that energy, I have that, I'm not there alone, I have that thing which is like, I born to do this thing. Yeah. I can't imagine doing anything else, man. I love running, like, it's it's my thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have a pleasure to, to run. Yeah, it's not just like oh that f makes me feel good. And it's not like uh, uh, because like I'm, I'm gonna race and I'm gonna win. No, it's because I, I love that thing. Fuck, I I love trail running. Yes, I love like surfing. Yeah, I love trail running. And when I was snowboarding, I loved doing tree runs. Now I was listening to the Matthew McConaughey and Tim Ferriss po podcast, and he was Matthew McConaughey was talking about his book Green Lights, and in this he says the art of running downhill. Now for him, his anal his analogy on the art of running downhill was saying like when good things are happening, just let them happen because you deserve it. Don't mm -hmm. trip yourself over. Yeah. That's this huge lesson within itself. But then I just got stuck in me when he said when he first said the art of running downhill because they said it in the podcast and then they didn't break it down to another 15 minutes later. Yeah. So I started thinking of what that meant for me before no. I knew his version. And I came up with this whole other analogy because uh, I started thinking about trail running and running downhill. Yeah. And when you're running downhill, like you're running fast, you're in momentum, yep. right? But you have to adapt to anything that comes at you. Yeah. It's like you hit gravel and your foot slips out, but you've got to commit to the next step, yeah. right? So it's like when I, I love trail running exactly because of that. I love surfing because every wave's different and it's coming at you and you've got to react yeah. like that. Yes. And I love doing tree run snowboarding because as you're going through the trees, you've got to react like yes. that, right? And I started thinking about life, yeah. right? That everything in life, like everything's always, there's always going to be shit coming at you. Yeah. Stuff's always going to come at you, but you've got to commit and you've got to adapt. You know what I mean? So yes. you're running down that hill yes. and you hit a rock or your foot slips a little bit. You've got to commit to the next step. You've got to believe in yourself to know, oh, 
continue going forward, chuck on that step, and you don't get stuck on that slip. If you slip or whatever, you got to get up and keep going. Life's always going to throw hurdles at me. Like, so I was, I was it was weird. I, I went so deep into this because I'm like, life's always going to throw hurdles at me, and that's the game. And yes. the game is how I adapt to it and how right. I jump past it. It's like, boom, there's a hurdle. But I love that. Yes. So, like, I love it, like... I love it when I'm running. I love yeah. it when I'm surfing. That's why we surf. That's why yeah. I run. Like yeah. why I trail run and everything. So it's like, why don't I love that when life happens? Like right now, like even with this, this podcast, it's like, okay, I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh, bang, I'm going to do this. And then yeah. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that. But it's not always just going to happen yeah. in flow. Exactly. Why are you going to love just the positive and the good moments? Mm. When the, all those tough moments, you have opportunities to learn and become a better mm. person. That that fruitarian up north. Yeah. After I did the podcast with him, Nick, when I was up up north on this place called Fairylands, this amazing property with all these fruitarians. And I said to him, I started talking about the beauty in the darkness, and like you can't have light without dark, and like mm. we were just getting really deep. And then he just turns and says to me, he "Goes, why can't you have light without dark?" And he just looks at me and goes, "Why, why can't everything be light? Why does darkness have to be dark?" And I was like, what? I was like, no, because you've got to have, when bad shit happens and you come out and you'd be good and goes, yeah. Why, why do you, why do you, he goes, where in you says that bad things happen? Why, you know, he's like, why does yeah. it have to be bad? Why do you call bad? Yeah. You could call different. Like everything maybe it can would be, be good. easier. Yeah. yeah. That's why uh, I think um, the monk says that's why we struggle when someone die because we see that as something bad. But we feel, we see that as something natural, we let it go easy. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's why bad. Do that you, was like just an experience I was living my life. Do you, when you look back on your life, yeah. do you wish that never happened to you or are you blessed no, that it I'm did? No, I'm blessed. But everyone asks like, how was it? Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's just like it was part of my life. I yeah. had to go through that. And that's what made me realize everything happened to me when I was a kid was also part of my life. And if you didn't grow up like that, you might not have had the strength to get yourself through that. Yeah. And you know, all those helped me with my running, which is also a part of my life. So all those the cycle of uh, learning and lessons is good to me right now. So what would you say? Okay. So this is the, your insight. How would you pass that on? Like what would you say to someone right now that either was going through something? You know what I mean? Like what yeah. is your what can you pass on? One thing is like because um I kind of managed to be where I am now for us. It's easier to try to give advice but that some people out there they are really 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 struggling and then uh, it's at the same time bro one we know one day that's the lights goes off and we move it to somewhere else or whatever happened yeah and maybe those persons are about to experience those moments if you if you know what I mean yeah there's people they are about to die so the lessons are 
I've, I've I've read some crazy things and I read and I listened to some crazy things when people say took them too long to appreciate. But mm. what I, I can say is, even for those appreciate your day, appreciate you woke up and live the moment yeah. with love. It's all you can do. And then whatever happened doesn't belong to us. We adapt. Yeah. But belongs to something else. We can just live the moment and do our best. But from there ahead yeah, is not up to us. And we really, at the end of the day, yeah, because like uh, uh, any limitations... Yeah that we have are only limitations we've put on ourselves. A hundred percent. Every time like I have an excuse, I realize like that's just me. There's no excuse. It's just me finding yeah. an excuse. And I've got, I've got a friend of mine, close friend of mine, Ollie Doucet, and he's he lost a leg and he set out to, he set out so driven to, to show that he can live a normal life. Yeah. And he's, and he took off and he, his dream is to be one of the world's best big wave surfers i saw that and of, i went in his instagram and he's yeah. chasing he's chasing what a he's, legend. he's just become a professional surfer. he can call himself a professional surfer. but him and i we just have this thing we have this pack together that and we just motivate the fuck out of each other but like he said to um oh, some of the things he said to me has just been so like i've needed that yeah. but it's like i look at ollie sometimes like i've got this knee like I've got a bad knee right now and I use it as an excuse heaps. Yeah. And I don't see and then suddenly I like look and I'm like, fuck, Ollie is doesn't even have a leg. Yeah. He's surfing with one prosthetic leg and he's taken off in freaking twenty foot yeah, waves man. and getting barreled. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck do I have to whinge about or complain about or even as an excuse? Yeah. There's always a way. Actually that, that other to go back to that Matthew McConaughey with Tim Ferris thing, mm. I, something that I found really interesting in that podcast was that he said when he grew up he wasn't allowed to say in his household, I can't. And he said he could swear or whatever thing, but that was the taboo word that I can't. And he uses this example that he couldn't get the lawnmower going and he tried everything and he, he went in and said, dad, I can't get the lawnmower going. And the dad was like, "You, what? You know, and got up and like came out, had a look at the lawnmower, had a good look at it, a bit more patient, found out that the um, fuel line wasn't on, put it on, primed it up cranked it and off she went and he said like see son wasn't that you can't do it you couldn't do it it was that you just needed a bit of help or a bit more guidance you know but it was there and you could you know what I mean yeah. and it was just like I look at that I'm like fuck like you know like when I look at Ollie he's proved that there's nothing you can't nothing you can't no. do you know what I mean and like oh, when I get up, get up in the morning and I see it with him he, he came down to my, my place for there was a swell around my place and all these guys came up and stayed at mine for this swell. And, and my neighbor, Benny, said, um, oh, we're organizing them. What time are we going to go surfing? And we're all setting our alarms for like five in the morning. Yep, sweet, blah, blah. It's winter. So it's like yeah. sun's coming up at six or whatever, or 6.30. And we're like, all right, we'll send up five. We'll get first light, be able to check the bank, see where the swell's hitting, blah, blah. And Benny's like, one of my neighbors is like, oh, I'll, just, I'll meet you down at like 8.30 or 9. I'm just going to have a sleep in. And Ollie turns to him. He's like, dude, tomorrow's like the day of days. And... Ben's like, yeah, but I just kind of feel like sleeping in. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it down. I'll just come down, whatever. And Ollie's like, bro, 
the surf is going to be pumping tomorrow. It's going to be like one of the, probably the best day of the year tomorrow. Ben's like, yeah, yeah, I'll just come down whenever. And he's like, bro, tomorrow is going to be like the best fucking day. Don't you, you love surfing? Like tomorrow is the day. Yeah. And you're, you're saying you're going to sleep or just come down whenever. And like Ollie started, like his energy got a bit in, like intense on him. Yeah. And Ben like kind of didn't know how to take it. Like, like, oh, oh yeah, I'll just come down whenever. Yeah. And then that was it. And I said to Ben the next day, I was like, dude, like to Ollie, it's like he's, he lost it. He fucking lost his life nearly. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he survived something horrific. He's had a second chance in life. Yeah. He is so blessed that tomorrow he gets to surf like the best day of the year. You think he's going to miss that? He's not. So when someone's that, that has everything, like, you know, you've got two legs, you're healthy, you're, you didn't have to go through this and you're sitting there going, nah, my, I'll just rock up whenever tomorrow, you know? And like, it's in your mind that you're going to miss out on like the best day. It's like, that's so hard for him to comprehend yeah. because he's seen, he's been so deep within the darkness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and, and Ben, when I told Ben that, yeah, he had a big um, realization from it. And, and that's something that Ollie and like now you from this story is like being able to help so much. This, this podcast that we've just done, and I'm really hoping that the people listen get so the lessons that we've just had or that I've just had. Yeah. It's like this has had so many lessons through it. Community, how important it is to like pick each other, pick each other up around us, to be able to motivate each other, to be able to be there for each other, to be able to say like, yeah, you can do it. Come on, man, you fucking got this. You know what I mean? You're not going to do it for them because you can't. But it's like, dude, you got this believing in someone, that yeah. power of that. You know what I mean? The power that you have in yourself by keeping with hope. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Sometimes you, you unfortunately, you need that. Uh, like, it's not just you. You, you need that energy. Combination. From, yeah, you need a combination. You need the energy come from someone else, and and the tribe, like the the community you you have surrounding you, who need to realize, uh, wow, uh, I need to help him. Like, even like I'm strong, but I have I have a uh, a days with like a help is always welcome like to know it mm. i'm not a superhero we are not a superhero there's days we need like advice we need like a, a, a hug do you feel if it happened to you again that you'd have the strength to get go through it again ah probably who knows like as i say leave the moment what's mm. up in the future you do your best yeah yeah it's like the moments always leave the moments get like remember like the past Remember you went through, get all those images and uh, those lessons, those opportunities you had to learn and live the moments like with everything you have inside you. That's all you can do, bro. Like what has happened tomorrow? Like we never know. Like Fuck, it's yeah. humbled you, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, bro. It's, it's another day, but what think that far? Like I have all the people like, oh, what race are you going to do? It's like, oh, man, let's just run today. Yeah. yeah, it's like, dude, tomorrow, like, you never know. There's things happen all the time. Like, I had plans to go home, and then everything happened. I couldn't go home. You can go to Brazil. No, so live the moment. And that's what uh, life is always showing us. Like, that's what the disease, that uh, corona showing us. Like, don't plan too much. We can't control. No, we can't. Things are can't out control. of our control sometimes. Everyone that I know is miserable or rigid. It's because they're trying to control. Yeah, or they, they real, or they are living someone else's life. They are comparing themselves to others, or they are judging people. No, 
it's you bro yeah it's live your your moment and be happy be you the two two biggest things that have ever been said to me and they're even said to me on podcasts was it was said to me um as soon as you drop the act as soon as you give up trying to control what everyone else is doing and just accept that whatever they're doing is fine yeah. you don't even have to think because everyone's them you know so what i mean just allowing everyone else just to be them uh, you don't have to do anything and i always think that now it's like when someone starts annoying me or like doing something i'm like oh well i'm just trying to control what they're doing it's like actually yeah. no it doesn't matter no. they're doing them I can do yeah. me. Yes. And just let it go. Yeah, I know sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes you you that mo you you miss the point in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like I always say is a five deep breathing. Like you breathe five times really deep, inhale and exhale. If you do, nothing 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 affects you. But sometimes you in that moment you you lose Yeah. And then that's people like opinion or those people action affects you in a different way. You realize uh, it just uh, doesn't matter. But like if you that's why like the meditation is so good, the the breathing is so good because if you you, you don't lose, you just like those people those things not going to affect you because you didn't change. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck, the other thing that was so um penny drop moment that was said to me was um, it was like if you're questioning who you are as a person like if you're saying like you're not good enough right this, it comes down to like loving yourself and just accepting like without that control like when you're saying comparing yeah. yourself yeah. people that are miserable they're saying like oh it's because they're comparing themselves yeah. it was said to me um, that if you feel that you're not good enough you're telling the whole of existence that you fucked up. You're telling the whole of existence, the whole of universe, because like you've had this, you've already won the lotto to be able to live this existence. You've already won yeah. because you're here right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're that one, one in a freaking trillion like life event that happens. Like you've already won to be here, right? And now you're saying, oh no, like you're being a little sport, little brat, like saying, no, it's not good enough. Like you're telling the whole of existence that they fucked up. And Rio, the guy that said it to me said, said, The whole of existence, he said, you, you have a tiny little brain compared to the whole of existence. So it's more rational that it's just a misunderstanding on your behalf. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. exactly who you're supposed to be. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just allowing you to be that. You know what I mean? It's like, no. why would you compare to someone else? Because they're not you. No. They don't have your genes. They don't no. have like what you have. You know what I mean? You're no. the unique manifestation of love that you are. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, allow yeah. yourself to be that. You, oh man, we are so blessed. We are. I don't know if luck is the word because not, uh, I get pissed. Oh, no, don't get pissed. I just yeah. when people say it's like luck, they go, yeah. "Oh, you're so." It it, fr it does frustrate me because yeah. people say, "Oh, like you said before, yeah. you fucking work for this." When yeah. people are, "Oh, you're so lucky that yeah. oh you got this place down at like yeah. my property down at Crescent Head," I'm like. Yeah, because I fucking worked my like made I did, made the decisions that would work for me and my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's like I I had to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like yeah, I'm blessed to be able to be live in this country and like do everything like that has happened. But it's like 
you know, I've still had to go through the process and make those decisions. It's yeah. like, you can't do that. Like, the, say the guy that said it to me, he's got bought an $80,000 car and then yeah. he's got a $900,000 mortgage and he's got an $80,000 a year um, wage. Yeah. It's like, well, you didn't really think that out right, did you? Yeah. Like you just like put so many shackles on yourself and you're sitting there going, oh, it's unfair. You're so lucky. And I was like, no, I'm not lucky. I'd try, I'm not driving a Mercedes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I've chose, you know, it's just And I like, don't even, I don't mind if you drive a nah. Mercedes. No, no I don't either. Not, no. I often like, yeah. I like that. This, um, when I did that Porsche ad, someone was saying to me like about, oh, it's, that's so not you. And I'm like, well, I had fun. Yeah. I'm not going to buy one, but fuck, Porsches are sick. Yeah. That's such a nice car. It's yes. just like, that was, a, that was a weird thing that was said to me the other day. It was actually by a family member. And they said to me, oh, why are you doing that? That doesn't suit your image. Like, blah. And I go, what do you mean? What, what image? And they're like, oh, no, you've got a certain image and you've got to prescribe to that. So you can, you can only be that. And I was like, what are you talking about? I can be whoever that I want to be. Yeah. It's like, what, I've got a mate who's a greenie and he recycles there. He's like, he's such... A, has such a green thumb it's ridiculous yeah. like he'll just go you know he'll go um picking garbage along the beach but then he goes home and like sorts it all for recycling does yeah. it you know he's yeah. like but but then he has a done up car that loves to do burnouts <laughs> and you're like yeah. and he's like you know what i mean just yeah. d- just because he's like that doesn't mean he still can't like a car it's just like we all you know yeah uh because back to accepting yeah it's, it's like, because we're all individual yeah. you, you man i, I you are a vegan person. I accept that. Mm. I think that's awesome. Like uh, the things you have in your mind, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. But accept me the way I am. Yeah. That's a, for everything. If you accept people the way they are, yeah, the world can be a better place. I think that's another, that's a really powerful thing that I did for myself. And I think I had this realization about three years ago. It was after a relationship and just getting back to myself. And when I really became to myself, it's like one thing now I say to people, I don't say it to people, but I say it to myself. It's like, I don't need a change for you. You know what I mean? It's like when if I'm hanging around someone, they want me to be someone else. Uh They don't want me to be like this or don't be like that. It's like I say to myself, it's like, I don't need a change for this person. You know what I mean? I'm just going to be me. You know, it's like whatever that is in them, that's their story. That's their insecurity. Oh, Aaron, don't go make friends with those people over there. Why not? They look really cool and really interesting. I'd yeah. love to know what that guy's about. Oh, no, why do you have to talk to people? It's like, yeah, because I want to. Like, what's going on, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Like, for example, I have two daughters. You do, I you? do bro. I have a eighteen years old and a fourteen years old. You're kidding me? No, man. Like, my life is crazy. Yeah. But the thing is, in the last few months, they decide they grew up and they don't want to catch up with me anymore. Yeah, they're at that age, man. Yeah, but like, it, for me, coming from where I come from, that was like, I was like, it was a punch in the face. I was like, what is it? But it took me like probably a few weeks to understand because different culture, different yeah. everything. And then I started talking to people and say, what have I done wrong? And then I found that got to realize is it's a Australian Australian yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So the Brazilians, so the culture yeah. difference. Yeah, yes. it was like we are with our parents until we find someone and married, and then we move. Yeah. No, he is completely different. Yeah. And uh, even speaking to my ex, like, man, don't take personal. That's normal. Yeah. No, there's a stage where they don't want to catch up with the parents. I think it's a Western thing because America has the same too, and Canada's like, yeah, it's like, 
I remember going to the shopping center, being like 15 years old and going with mum and being like, you, I'm walking over here. I'm not walking with my mum through the shopping center. And it's as stupid as it is. Yeah. That's what 15-year-old kids do. Yeah, and Tia is 14. I was like, oh, let's hang and like go for like a trip in the van. She's like, van? Ah, oh, dad, you're kidding. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'll go pick you up at the dance. It's like, Just park outside. So they have that thing. I was like, yeah. oh, God. And then, like, I think we were similar when we were kids. Like, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't remember because I think my mom and my dad was always working. So I don't, I always was, a, like, with my mom. So, yeah. but, but it's they, funny. It, it's this way. It comes back now. It's like. Yeah, everyone says that. They go away back. and then it comes back. Yeah. So now I, I go to the shop with my mom and I'll hold her hand or I'll, like, yeah. I have my arm around her and walk her through the shop. You know, it's like, now it's like. Yeah, but God, when I was 15, I was like, I didn't want to be seen with her. Get over there. <laughs> like, oh, she, you're talking to some kids and then your mom's like, Ann! And you're like, oh God, I'm sorry. Why are you yelling? Don't embarrass me. Yeah, it's true, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Yeah. It's been two hours and, and six minutes. Dude, you're amazing. We That was such a great tangent podcast because exactly what you said, like, there's so much depth there and thank you for opening up. Like, just just with the life lessons it's like yeah. i f- i found it's yeah i'm s- i'm so happy you got to stay so positive throughout that yeah. and that looking at you now you're an, what, do you, what do you call yourself an ultra marathon runner yeah is it no, ultra no. is that's the word uh, i call myself someone who i love running yeah i love running like i had those questions that people asking like you like trails uh, road you like short distance long distance i say i love running yeah you just run i just run I get the feeling of uh, the enjoyment in any place I run with anyone around me, and I just love it. I just uh, blessed to run. Yeah, dude, stoked. Yeah, and stoked to meet you. We met oh, through, we met through Wild yes, Earth. And it's fucking cool, man. Yes, I think it's Wild Earth for all the support as well. These are uh, good. Uh, <laughs> I came with some Plug crazy, came with some crazy races. I put the entries on the table, and the boss just like, "Yeah, man, I look after you." They're, yeah, they good bunch of people. Well, because yeah. they they believe in the adventurous lifestyle. Yeah. That, that's what I like actually about Wild Earth is that the whole team, the people, like everyone's like they're normal people doing shit. Yeah, it's true. They you are, know what I mean? Yeah, like they they reached out, they they helped me out. I'm just like a normal guy, just, but I interview yeah. people and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, just." They they recognize that you're doing something different, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, we want to support that and encourage that." And they're encouraging they're encouraging the every day to day person. Yeah. And I think that's what we're doing as yeah. well. I don't know. We, it's like we love uh, what we do. We love the earth. We love people, and we love exploring. Yeah, sharing. Yeah, what a pleasure to be here. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, thanks, brother. Thanks, bro. You. Competition time, guys. Thanks to Wild Earth, we have a $600 summer adventure pack up for grabs. If you have a story or know of anyone who has a story, we want it. Go to my Instagram page, Diaries of the Wild Ones, and click the link in the bio. Or go to the competition page on wildearth.com.au slash competition to enter. It's easy, guys. Upload an audio file or type out the general gist of what story you have to come on the podcast and let me give you some adventure gear. We want the listeners to interact with us. 
Everyone has a story and I would love to meet you and be able to share your story. Now, if you like this episode, please feel free to rate it on Apple Podcasts or share it on your social media or just tell your mum about it. It just helps me out so, so much. Just say. Yeah, I do it like a double.